So Tolly, what bubble are we popping today? I don't know, Carla. Let's find out. Sunday, everyone. I'm T Swizzle. I'm sorry. That's so wrong. <laughs> you know who the real T Swizzle is? I meant to say TJ. I've been trying out this new nickname. <laughs> That's so don't don't. And it you don't like no. TJ? No, I don't like that. All right, well I'm Tolly. Show you a little baddie. <laughs> I'm Tolly, I guess. <laughs> I'm Carla, and this is another episode of Popping the, the Bubble. Bubble. Well, I guess Carla does not want me to be called. TJ, but that's fine. Um, it just it doesn't sound right, and I'm I don't have to defend it. I just it just it's wrong. How are you gonna tell me what my name? Your name is Tali Emmanuel Joseph. That is the name Not that your parents gave to you. Name. That is the name your parents gave to you. I don't know why you're trying to Americanize it and whatnot. Like Tali, you know you know why they say that because it's easier. It's easier for them to say TJ. You want to assimilate? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> During Black History yo, Month? Yo, let's get this during, podcast During Black started. History Month? What are you? Okay. That was a little clip of what goes on behind the scenes before me and Carla record. But um, happy Sunday, y'all. <laughs> it is our last episode. Well, before we get to that. Stop playing with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> How you doing, Carla? Um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I see how this episode is gonna go, so let me let me sit up and get ready. It was just, you know, today was a weird day. Like today, I, I kind of stepped out of my character and <laughs> did not. I just did not Carla the way Carla. Yeah, Carla Carla's did. having a rough day. You know, what I've noticed when you have a rough day, I have a good day. Yeah. And when I have a good day, you yep. have a rough day. Because mm-hmm. I had a great day. Mm-hmm. Let me tell y'all about my day. I woke up, went to work out at six thirty. I've been nah. doing. I've been Love doing me. that. I went to therapy today, and that was so Dr. good. Dr. Dove, do you hear that? Oh, my god! We got her to therapy. <laughs> that was so, it probably was one of the best therapy sessions I've had in a really long time. Not best ever, but it's been a while since I've had a good therapy sesh. So, yeah, that's my day. It's only Wednesday, but spring break is in two weeks. A week and a half? We're so close. We're so close. We're so close. And yeah. We, we don't have classes on Saturday this week either, so. I'm ready to go. Me too. But oh, yeah, I just, oof, I can't wait. I'm excited. It is our last episode of our Black History Month series. And this was a good one. It really was. This series was really good. You know, we started with an ODE to Haiti. <laughs> we skipped one because mental health and all of that. And, and then we, we did one about mental health and all that. Hey. We made up for it. We made yeah, up for exactly. it. That was a really good one. Like, it, basically, it was two episodes in one. No, and honestly. This one, I'm really excited. We're going to end with some, you know, black joy. Or always, always with the black joy. Always in with black joy. <laughs> but I'm really excited about this one. We have another guest because I said it. We come in correct this year, <laughs> and I meant it. But, um, yeah, I'm excited, so let's get into it. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, so our guest is Tony Wittmeya. She graduated from St. George's in 2016. Uh, while she was here, she had a lot of leadership positions at SG, including being the head of Insight, which Tali and I are currently heads of, um, and also being the founder and president of the Caribbean Club, which we're going to get into that one. And <laughs> she was also uh, one of the presidents of the Democrats Club. Um, she recently graduated from Columbia University in 2020. Okay, girl, we see you. Uh, where she majored in economics with a special concentration in business management. Uh, she's from Easton, Pennsylvania. Um, and right now she's living in New York, where she's currently a legal analyst in the asset management division of Goldman and Sachs. Like, yep. like okay. And then <laughs> next year, <laughs> she'll uh, be attending uh, law school to pursue her Juris Doctor degree. Um, she stays involved in the St. George's community as the founder and president of our Black Alumni Council and is the youngest member of our Board of Visitors. So um, without further ado, welcome, Tony. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. Yeah, we, we love you. I'm just over here sitting, reading this bio again, and I'm just like <laughs> in awe again. You are amazing. Yeah, I got to step Thank up, you. man. 
No, you got it. You got it. Everything in due time. <laughs> um. So yeah, tell us about yourselves. Did I did I leave anything out? Um. Nope, you didn't leave anything out. Um. I'm first gen American. Mm-hmm. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys bringing up the Caribbean Club was such a throwback because I forgot I founded that for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. No, I'm going um, to forever leave St. George's with that regret. Like, yeah. I'm pissed, man. I, didn't I told I was- you guys to bring it back. I'm and I and I said it, and I'm name dropping. Kristen Palmer, you knew. You knew this was on you. Yeah. If she ever listens to this, you fumbled the bag. You, you fumbled the you bag. Fumbled the and bag. you did us dirty in the right. process. That's my girl, though. That's like my baby. We would have, we would have taken it to a whole oh. nother level. <laughs> you still have time. Uh, what do you think we're gonna do? With I resign. Basically, I quit. We got two months, like a, like a week left of February. I'm still here March. because they're paying for my tuition. That part. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, such a missed opportunity. Maybe, maybe we'll let them get it started for next year. Yes, pass it on to someone else. Like, just personally charge someone with bringing it back. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. We got it. <laughs> we got when, we, when we all come back and we come to give our little chapel, you know, talks to the rest of the school, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. have somebody who's yeah. like, ah, I'm the Caribbean We'll guy. be like, so with the Caribbean club at. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And you guys, like, I was the founder, but you guys were, like, the resurrectors. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I like that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just, we kind of want to talk about you, you know, this is your podcast, your your platform, but we thought we would start at SG because that's what kind of connects us. But like, mm-hmm. if you could tell us about your experience and, you know, some of your fondest memories or your worst, you know, <laughs> spill the tea. We love a good tea. Um, yeah. Sure. So I ended up at SG very serendipitously. I came through ABC, A Better Chance. So it was just like, I didn't even apply to SG. I like filled out like a general ABC application (laughs) and they sent that out to like six schools that they chose. Like I had no part really. (laughs) I showed up for like the interview and that was it. (laughs) Actually, let me tell the story about the interview. (laughs) Please, who'd you have? Oh my gosh. Uh, I had Miss Saboran. Oh, me too. I had her as a dorm parent. Um. And uh, SG was like too far for me to visit. So I was like, okay, we're going to zoom in. So I zoomed in and every time the questions got too hard, I just pretended like the screen froze. I was like, like, "Uh." yo, you can't be saying that in this generation. Now they're going to start doing that. Like, we're not responsible. That's why I'm here. I just want to say, popping the bubble is not responsible for any lag lagging of Zoom calls during admission interviews. I just want to make that clear. You know what? Now that you say that, I said it was Zoom, but was Zoom even there? It's probably it was Skype. 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 <laughs> Zoom has become the new Google. You know, not, it's like yeah, I gotta Google this. I just want to make sure that we're not responsible. I don't want to end up in quartering. <laughs> now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna temper what I say. Now, it's like, no, 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 now, now, now we got like a Netflix documentary, the scandal of. <laughs> Like boarding school emissions and no. add another. We're just gonna add another scandal on top of it. We're good. We're good. Edit this part out. There's no, there's no impropriety there. If I freeze, I could freeze right, right. in front of you. Right. You know what? Right. That's good strategy. You're teaching strategy to the people. You gotta think smarter, think not smarter. harder. Exactly. Exactly that. No. And they say, you know, take time to collect your thoughts. Just, you know, make a face too. <laughs> it's crazy that you had Miss Saboran because I had her too and I just remember I had an in-person interview with her because I only live like 40 minutes away from the school but I was in my interview with her and like she's cracking up like so loud and if you know Miss Saboran you know like she yeah. loves to laugh she's mm-hmm. a colorful personality and she was like I was like there's no way in hell that I'm this funny like you're just, you're just like <laughs> you're not like alright alright take that elsewhere not during Black History Month. Anyways, so right, I was right. like, there's, there's no way in hell that I'm this funny because Miss Man was like cracking up at every sing- everything I had to say. <laughs> I wasn't even, I was a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, uh, <laughs> do I laugh? Do I laugh with you? Do I match your energy? I mean, I thought I did, but I'm here now, so. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so that's my, that's my funny get-in story. Um, I really 
I actually wanted to go to Lawrenceville. I got into like Lawrenceville and here. And I think that was like the main places I got in with good scholarship. And Lawrenceville is much closer. I'm from, like you said, I'm from Pennsylvania. So much closer. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm like, I'll go to Lawrenceville. But my mom was like, St. George's just feels like home. <laughs> Yo, why is that that's literally my admissions like line when i tour people i'd be like Same. it just felt like home when i i can never do red key so you're in red key i can never do yeah i was just be like it's just you know it's just home like it feels like home. No, no. like i i thought about doing red key and i did a lot of informal interviews i feel like i got a lot of like just like family friends and and cousins and stuff like that to interview at at SG um but I always had that dilemma of like I'd be so excited to show them stuff and then in the back of my head I'm like am I like (laughs) am I a problem like is this what I need to do (laughs) like you know yes the way that Tali and I have had this conversation so many times because it's always like on the on the tours on the interviews or they'll ask us to like talk to people email people mm-hmm. and reach out and we'll just be like what how much are we telling them? well i don't i don't i don't bullshit anyone so like if 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 i'm if i'm um touring like a white parent i'll be like yeah this school's lit <laughs> ever but you know what the black parents gonna do is they're gonna ask the real questions right, right. and then that's when mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like listen you did hear it from me but but i'd be like i i'd be like you know you just gotta come. <laughs> I just feel like you just gotta figure it out when you get here. You yeah. gotta, you gotta be there. You just yeah, gotta be there. I'd be like, I'd be like, it feels like home, but sometimes you just life, life happens. That's I feel like this episode is gonna get y'all in trouble. <laughs> oh no! If if our PWI series didn't get us in trouble, we're good. We do All not. Right. This podcast is not affiliated with St. George's. We are just two students who go here. That's that's how that's how we're all connected. Yeah. that's just it that's just our link that's it oh man that's crazy yeah i should be like remember my face i got you (laughs) when you get here next no literally i'd be like remember my face remember me that's it i got you come to me we'll figure it out when you get here right (laughs) um but yeah i mean like what was what was that like for you here Mm, gosh me trying to summarize my sg experience is just so funny because it's like on one hand i've blocked a lot of it (laughs) On one hand, it's just like a white screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then on the other hand, there was like lots of positive moments. Like loved my teachers, still love my teachers. That's why every time I come back to campus, like I'll come back to campus for years just because like I'll I'll say hi to the teachers, that's it. (laughs) Um, But, and like, I I really love to sing. I guess that's probably the main thing um, that I did on campus was like, choir and the musical and snapdragons and like every single like back parent back to you know blah 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 series possible um but then there was just like some just weird stuff just some (laughs) (laughs) just some fishbowl stuff like I just remember the constant feeling of being like watched at all times and like that I was always under just like a microscope and that was just not a good feeling for me personally um being like in a pwi space is not new for me at all uh i know y'all didn't look up the demographics of east of pennsylvania but it's it's white yeah it's white yeah so that wasn't the the big shock for me at all it was the for me, it was mostly like the economic disparities and like people with mansions. And like, I don't think I had met a rich person in my life. And I mean, in I, I thought I was like middle class. Like, I'll just say that. Like, I thought I was just, <laughs> I didn't think I was balling, but like, yeah. I live in a nice house. Like, I, you know, <laughs> we had multiple cars, thought life was good. But then like, just the disparity of like I, I I went to my friend's quotation mark house like literally next to the breakers and I was just like something's not right here <laughs> and it's just like everything about 
SG for me was always just like a highlight on like you're poor, <laughs> but like big letters. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <Here>, broke. <laughs> and that was something I never, like I had no concept of money before. Like just truthfully, I had no concept of money. Like I would pack a peanut butter sandwich and <laughs> go to my middle school every single day. I didn't need money ever. I don't know if I ever brought money to school. <laughs> Why would I need it? Um, I wasn't like the type that was going to like buy ice cream and all that stuff. <laughs> So I just went with me and that was all I needed. Going to SG, I probably spent like $20 every day. Like it was like crazy. I just became very hyper aware of money. I had to like always like just be aware of how much I was spending. And it was always like the dress down days and the this and the that. I'm like, I think my mom would have killed me if she could have just, that would have been cheaper. It was crazy. I feel so bad for her. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I know I would have, I would have just totally gone off. Um, but yeah, that was the big disparity for me. But the problem was that the economic status was always around racial lines. Like, I think it took like, I don't know if there was ever any like wealthy Black people at SG. I think there might've been one I can think of, but she wasn't like, no one was at like breakers level. Um, so it, it was just, that was hard. And I feel like that really isolated me from a lot of my peers, just because they were always doing out things on the weekends that I wasn't invited to, and I had no clue what was going on. And there was just so many social stuff and clothing and jewelry that I just didn't know what was going on, like period. Uh, it was totally above my head. And then the longer I stayed at SG and became like isolated amongst like social economic lines, that was probably the first time that I fell into like a big group of like all my friends were black people and when I say all my friends are black people I basically mean my only friends were black people because we were just isolated that way and when that happened then I became super pro-black and I like found my black identity (laughs) and that was a whole nother reason why I was isolated because I would go like once I finally found my voice like I would really go off like it was crazy like, I just remember Facebook fights that were just, like, comments and comments and comments long and, like, ended with me calling someone a racist and then blocking them, like, every time reliably, like, like, and I'm talking about several a month, it, depending on, like, like, I was here 2012 through 2016, so, like, I was there for the oh, Obama the re-election, election oh. and I was there for the Trump election, so I saw a lot of, like, very heated political racial moments. Um, I was there for Black Lives Matter uh, when it really kicked off and Mike Brown and it was just like a very racially tense time. (coughs) Sorry. Um, So once I kind of figured that that was my identity and I went with that, there was a lot. And that was also a time where people were becoming like, quote unquote, woke. I would really say that's when it was happening. That was when people were like, oh, you can't wear cornrows because that's not good. <laughs> that's like cultural appropriation. Like cultural appropriation, that term was like born during the time I was there. And it was like, I would have fights with like my friend who was black, who would like cornrow white people's hair because when that happened, then they all of a sudden got a fascination with having cornrows. Yeah. And like, I just remember that there were so many I mean, I'm sure everyone feels like when they go to high school, some big revolutionary time. But I remember like just like a lot of specific events happening that were just super tense and explosive. And I was there for like all of it. So my SG time was interesting to say the least. Definitely love the fact that, you know, studied hard, got a great GPA, got a great (laughs) SAT, went to the Ivy League. So like... (laughs) all in all like that did pretty good I think I was only one of like seven people in my class who ended up going to like the Ivy League so like at the time and even now looking back like definitely worth it but there was a lot of like trauma in between and that trauma be hitting hard bro I'm not even gonna lie I'm just as you can tell from my spiel it's still there no I mean I'm, I'm just sitting here listening and I'm like same thing we go through like I, I say this all the time but like my freshman year I, I literally used to yell microaggression like you would touch my hair and I'd yeah. be like nah 
microaggressions and then they'd be like what's that and i'd be like well you're gonna find out today because you're not <laughs> touching my hair mm-hmm. but it's like i mean it's crazy we also went through the election which was like mm-hmm. yo y'all really like that was so eye-opening for me because yeah a lot of people were like and this is kind of to bash them but they were like I just, I just don't think we could all get political and, you know, hate yeah. people for political <laughs> views. And I'm sitting here like, yes, I will not speak to you. Like, yep. what? Am, you're really going to sit here and, like, vote for that man and then think I'm going to be buddy-buddy with you? Like, right. yeah. no. It's, it is political. And I think even, like, social economic status, which is something, like, we don't talk about here at all. But you see mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. it's, it's not very, like, talked about. But you see it. And, like, even with the money thing, like, my freshman year, my mother on the first day of school gave me $50. And she was like, I'll see you in November. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have a car till, like, sophomore winter. Like, I was literally, like, $50. But I was like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Like, $50 is light work. And mm-hmm. $50 was gone. Long. $50 <laughs> was gone Saturday. It yeah. was, I, 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 need, it. I needed stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like money is serious, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's something that's not talked about. But it like it happens, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, "Oh, I am poor." I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shoot. No, it's yeah, really- and like I, I don't know what that does to like the teenage psyche either to like have no concept of money and then be like, "You're poor. <laughs> like, yeah. You are this bad term." Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think it was good. <laughs> No, honestly, and I feel like, I think I was telling Tolly this one of the other days, but whenever I see, like, movies or TV shows or media where there's, like, poor people, like, I get uncomfortable a little bit, because I'm just like, I'm like Damn. is that, like, me? Is that like, me? Like, is that how I look like? Yeah, and I don't know why, like, I do that, because obviously those stories are important to tell. You got to have some nuance within characters and diversity, but I just, I don't know why, but I, like, freeze up and I get so uncomfortable every time, because then I start thinking about my own experience and whatnot and I'm just like damn (laughs) yeah I really be like that and especially in a place like this where I was like after my freshman year I was like so pressured I was telling mom I was like mom I need to get a card I need to this I need that I need everything because you come here and it's like no one obviously can prepare you for like the racial inequities and the racial differences Mm -hmm. here but again like the socioeconomic ones too that's more of like an unspoken one because it's a little more like taboo than Mm -hmm. than the race one because it's not just something that predominantly affects black students because there are a lot of white students who are on financial aid as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just something that you don't talk about at all, um, especially in the dynamic, with the dynamic of this culture here at this place. And so I was, I was like shook. I was like, I was really shook. And it's something that we deal with today. But I mean, it's, it's like absolutely insane to me to think that we go to this place. Like, it's, it's just weird. And like, it's a important to recognize too that like the terms I feel like there were a lot of terms and like labels that were like put on me that like weren't even accurate so I'm saying like I was poor like have a letter I'm not poor (laughs) I'm not but like it's just like the comparison and it's just like you just have no like I don't mean to say this in a bad way but some of the people who go to our school like they're not normal (laughs) well I'll just say that way like normal they're not average and so like the scale is just totally blown off and it makes you feel like you're so small and you're so insignificant. It's like, no, like these people aren't average. <laughs> these people aren't normal. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean to say that I feel like our scope and like just gets totally blown out and is just so unrealistic. <laughs> I'll just say it that way. <laughs> it's unrealistic for a lot of people. Um, and so I think a big thing that I had to deal with was like coming to terms with the labels I was receiving whether or not they were accurate and I didn't even figure out whether or not some of them were accurate till I graduated like like and then whether or not I claimed them whether or not I was comfortable with them like whether or not that was like a a set I was repping um and even now to this day there are some in some labels throughout time that like I used to claim that I don't claim anymore and like we're changing and all that stuff and I, I think that's probably a high school experience in general is being like labeled, but something about SG with like 365 people, <laughs> everyone knows you and they know your business and it just makes it feel like the label is who you are or like what you are. And I, I think that's why it was like so damaging. 
Yeah, and I think also to us, it's like we've never gone to school with rich people. But I think yeah. for them, too, they've never gone to school with, like, lower class people either. And mm-hmm. so... I think, or average class people. Right, I'm like trying to lower, lower middle class people. Like, like yeah. it, it, it's not... Like, it's also unheard of to them. And they come from a place where they've had... They haven't had any, like, social awareness about it mm-hmm. either. And yeah. so, I mean... I don't, I mean, I don't know what it's like for them to come here and like interact with people from like all different walks of life, socially, mm-hmm. economically, you know, racially. But I mean, I like imagine like for them, it's like, mm, these people like, like it's, it's, it, but like, also, damn, you don't got $50 right. to go out tonight. No, I don't actually. Yeah. We went out last week. To like King Hall is yeah. open. Yeah. yeah no that's like a really good point is to like always like try to flip that perspective and I do think that a lot of the isolation that happened wasn't necessarily malicious I think people stuck with people that they were familiar with and that were comfortable with them and I could see on some level that yeah maybe if you're balling you want friends who are balling so you could enjoy the lifestyle that you're used to why would I want <laughs> to downgrade my lifestyle I could see that yeah but <laughs> that was the repercussion it's like kind of like this second class citizen of students and that's what it was i mean i kind of want to get into the black alumni council i think that's cool how you guys started (laughs) it and i mean like just if you could talk about how that started and what what it looks like right now and what what you guys have planned yeah so it started um kind of in the same way you guys started this it all started with 2020 2020. (laughs) i feel like that's the way i'm gonna start stories for the rest of my life 2020 yep yeah so in the summer when black at sg went off um i still stay in contact with like the black girls from sg who were there during my time and we have a group chat and all of a sudden i was getting text messages you guys see this do you guys see what they're posting? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I was totally unplugged. I was studying for the LSATs. Like I was like, not in it at all. I actually thought you were the one running it. Ah, uh, everyone did. Like, I thought you were the one running <laughs> everyone it. Everyone did. So I, did too. I was like, oh shoot, it's about no. to get lit. I'm just the loudest person in the comments. Like, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I all right, something's not adding up. I was like, yeah, I was like, is she not running this? Yeah. Yeah, imagine I was running it and then going to my account to leave a comment. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Split right. personality type stuff. Um, Play smarter, not harder. <laughs> right. Well, you know, honestly, I wish I could. I could. I wish I could read you some of the like Instagram DMs I sent them because I, I, you guys don't know me, but I'm curious. <laughs> I was like, who is <laughs> this? Like, who is? Who said that? <laughs> I was so. Oh my gosh, I was like, and me and my friends were sitting there like like carrying the one like everything I mean what we eventually like we did a lot of digging what did we eventually figure out we figured out that we think it was someone younger than us somewhere between probably our classes um we had a few leads but when we pressed them (laughs) like I'm not this is not like a casual like we really did an investigation no I fully believe you we we were using like (laughs) Instagram tricks like okay but the the last person on the, the on the top of the follower list is this. So like some like figure out if your boyfriend is cheating Instagram yeah. tricks like you're in it we're in it yeah you got the receipt we were in the algorithm I want to see that we watched girl um and uh, there was this one time where I was like all right I got him now at some point um someone from like a local newspaper dm'd me probably just because I was all up in the comments mm-hmm. and was like I'm a local reporter for <laughs> And I want to interview you about da 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 da. Now I usually don't like anything I say. Like this is this is a, a big exception. I usually don't like anything I say to be like in print. Like I didn't do like college and newspaper for that reason. Mm-hmm. In like high school when I was like the op ed person, I didn't even. I think I wrote one op ed because I was like I might run for president one day and I don't need anything in writing. <laughs> <laughs> and I've lived my life like that. Write that down. <laughs> Um, so I didn't take the interview, but I was like, this is how I'm going to press them. So I'm like, I'm getting calls from reporters. <laughs> like, tell, like, tell me now. I will protect you. I will protect you. Yo, this is real Olivia Pope right here. Like, talking about I was telling you. Detective. And they were just like, 
super calm. They were just like, I'm not comfortable saying. And I was like, all right, I gotta leave this for a I left it because I was like, I can't spend any more hours of my life on this one. I'll catch them one day. I know they're gonna one come day. out eventually. Not one, right day, one day, one day, one day they're gonna come out. They're gonna come yep. out of the black and dusty closet. Right. <laughs> they're gonna be a tell-all book. <laughs> I hope well, my DMs make it. I publish um, it. <laughs> I'm trying to publish that. Yeah, that that's where it started. So after that, myself and some other black alumni, we started writing like this list of anti-racist actions, like. I had just come from Columbia University. I don't know if you guys know college reps, but like Columbia University is the protest university. Like we are the liberal, like every single day, people outside with a picket, like you would just have to be like, oh, it's Tuesday. What are they picketing today? Like I swear <laughs> to you every day, it was a picket, it was a picket line. It was a, it was a chant, it was something. So my head, I immediately went to uh, change.org. Like we were doing a petition. Because that's just the way <laughs> I have been conditioned by Columbia. <laughs> Love my education. Um, so we started like writing this list of anti-racist actions. And to give credit where credit is due, it was actually, I think the first, I think the impetus of the idea of the anti-racist actions was actually some white alumni who were much older than me. I think like class of 2011. And I was friends with some black people from class of 2011. And so they just brought me on board. So I have to give the allyship points. There you go. They were, and they were great allies. Let me tell you. Yeah, they were like, how hey. do you want us to be here? Do you want us to be in the front? Do you want us to be in the back? Do you want us to be invisible? They were great. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were sitting there having meetings going over. <laughs> like, you don't know how much time goes into this kind of work. Yeah, right? <laughs> we had several meetings. And then eventually we took this long list of like anti-racist actions all the way to um, the head of school. And Pfizer, by the way, there you go. And I mean, it didn't, it didn't go well. They were just kind of like, "Well, we have a DEI." <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Did like you know that? that? And I was like, like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "No," and I don't care. We want these. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that didn't go anywhere. So eventually, we realized, all right, this is not gonna work. <laughs> We can't strong arm these people because we have no leverage. What leverage do we have? We don't right. go here. We don't donate here. We don't have kids here. <laughs> what do we do? So then we were like, okay, like, what does the school care about? Like I said, we're not students. And we eventually figured, okay, I guess they would care about what alumni have to say. And I think I honestly got that idea from some of my contemporaries who were like individually like writing letters to the head of school or emails we're not we're not in the olden days emails but they were long <laughs> they were long emails <laughs> and every single like person I knew was sending them to me to proofread by the way <laughs> what I feel you we talk about the, the unclaimed hours of that black women put into like any social justice movement like behind everything the black women proofreading mm -hmm. but anyway um we eventually figured, okay, maybe they'll care about alumni. <laughs> Let's try that. And I had just come from, like I said, Columbia, and we had a Black alumni council there that like, I was really involved with because I was the senior chair of my Black Students Association. So I worked with them all the time. And I was like, perfect, steal this idea. And I was like, all right, guys, let's have a Black alumni council. And everyone was like, bet. And we really took it from there because before that, all we had was like a group me that we had created and like an Instagram. You guys, y'all are in the Instagram? Are you guys in the Instagram DM group we have? <laughs> it, it capped at like 30 people, so it didn't go far. Um, but we started there with just like a, a name. <laughs> and then again, we just went to the head of school and we were like, okay, recognize us. And she was like, what does that mean? <laughs> It was like, we want to be recognized. <laughs> we didn't even know what that meant. But we were like, we want to be recognized. <laughs> like, legitimize me, yes. please. And she yes. was like, well, I mean, I recognize you. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I recognize you. I was like, no. <laughs> so eventually, after, you know, a few meetings with other people, because it wasn't just straight to the head of school every time. Like, Mama B was definitely there in the weeds <laughs> with us trying to both like placate us, <laughs> tell us to calm down and like try to actually like organize us. Cause we were all over the place as, as most angry movements start, not knocking that. 
because you need that passion. Um, but eventually we got ourselves quote unquote recognized, but then we had to figure out what that meant to us. And we eventually realized we were gonna have to part with the school. <laughs> we were like, let's not because that'd be the hardest part. Like you'd be trying to do something and you'd be like, Damn. Yeah, we need y'all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hate to say it. It just be like, oh, okay, I guess. That is the I worst guess. feeling. When you have to swallow your pride and be nah, like, because you be like, okay, I guess I need your help. Right. I mean, like, I could do it by myself, but again. We couldn't. We couldn't. We, <laughs> we couldn't. We reached this wall. It was like, okay, I know everyone from the class of 2012 to 2016 that is of color. Great. I, I knew someone from the class of 2011. I was like, all right. And we know all the class of 2011. And then it was like, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We didn't know anyone else. Right. And I will say, like, that is one of the biggest, like, injustices that there is, is that we're not tapping into, like, our history. We don't, we don't know our history. We're not taught our history. And we're not, like, harvesting the power of the alumni we actually have and the knowledge that we have. And I don't mean to say that the history, I do some. I do think some people try to teach the history, but I could tell you I left SG knowing the people in my four grades and that was it, period. And I don't think it should have been that way. Um, and, you know, honestly, that's another part of the Black Alumni Council is honestly just getting to know each other and just being there for each other and just building community. So in the end, like we, we tried a lot of different iterations. We tried to like, kind of like see where we fit in. We tried to tutor students that could not happen. <laughs> the school was like, no, basically like it was, this is the, one of the difficult things too, right? No one's going to tell you no, cause it's going to look bad, but it, they'll just put up every barrier possible. <laughs> so it's like, we had to that be one. like certified in this and we need to have this background check and we have to go through this process and we had this whole history of like sexual assault with children yeah. so it's like now for some reason we're paying for that even though we don't have that anyway. mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it was it was just one hoop after the other so I would say personally I kind of gave up on the student aspect of the Black Alumni Council a few months ago Maybe there'll be a rebirth. Maybe we'll get more access. Maybe it'll become more feasible. But for now, I'm focusing on the people I can access without like having to go through the government. And <laughs> that's another <laughs> one. Yeah. So that's what we're doing is we meet once a month. We just had our first in-person event because of COVID, but it was yeah, in I wasn't New York. Invited. Yeah, what was Because you're not of age and you needed to, <laughs> to be 18 plus that's to get crazy. in. We got you. It was in, like, we got you in September like, and November of this year. Yeah. Do another one. We'll do another one in December, and I'll pull up. Well, we our next one is actually in Atlanta, and we're trying to aim for the summer. Yo, I'm and then gonna we're be there. Gonna, I know we're just gonna rotate through. Like we're I'm, gonna I'm, we did I'm New gonna York. We're gonna do <laughs> come through. Everyone's coming. I'm flying down. It would people at the New York reception were like, I will fly down to Atlanta, and I was like, that's how you know the demand is not being met. Yeah, you I'm should not have people at a reception literally there at the reception with the open bar and the food and the seeing everyone around be like okay and now I'm going to Atlanta in six months I'm committing to go to Atlanta I'm buying a flight like come on Atlanta's farther than Rhode Island but it's like we want to know each other we want in community community some of us are traumatized some of us are tired some of us have lives that's probably the biggest thing is like just getting adults (laughs) with like kids and work and like I don't know what else y'all are doing. <laughs> I know for me, like law school apps really messed me up. But like adults are very complex and have busy schedules. So like trying to accommodate what is needed, what is wanted, and then also what's feasible. Mm-hmm. That's been like the big project. Because I think we start a lot of things with big ideas, but what can you put into practice? And even if it's not everything that you want, like you can never let perfection be the enemy of the good. So I think that's where we're at now. We're we're sticking with our people <laughs> and and we're just like hanging out getting to know each other we just had our black history month one happy black history month i didn't say that yet <laughs> and that's always fun because it's like, like a history trivia game thing um and then march is going to be mental health and we just keep going we're we're hosting an event for the 125th we're renting a house for the 125th it is rented and yeah. now we are black okay. broke so if you guys want to donate to the BAC. <laughs> what? Y'all supposed to be donating to us. Right. We're uh, still here. 
this is what you okay so this is an interesting conversation the people that we really get who are involved in the bc we we bac we have like a lot of um, earlier alums too but a lot of us are in college we're going to college i'm about to be broke i'm not broke yet but i'm about to be broke <laughs> in like six months hey, hey. hey college. so it's like we can thrive <laughs> and we we had big ambitions of like starting a scholarship for you know black students and maybe we still will um but here we are in in our early year two and we're broke so you know donate if you want to reach out to me i'm sure you can find me online <laughs> i don't have a cash app handle <laughs> i'm not gonna be <laughs> mine before i get scammed but <laughs> redirect them <I'm> here <laughs> her dms are open we right. got you <laughs> Yeah, but that's so crazy that you mentioned that because I think something that we've lacked in our four years was the connection to the Black alumni or the mm-hmm. POC alumni. And I think we, I, like, I could have learned a lot just thinking about the, what I've imparted on the younger students here yep. now. I could have, we could have benefited from, you know, learning from that connection because what links us is this place. Mm-hmm. You know, as much trauma that we had here, or whatever the experience was, what we were all linked by this one community, this one place. And mm-hmm. I think like anybody could benefit from hearing from those past like alumni. And I mean, when we were freshmen, since we were freshmen, we'd hear like, oh, Tony, this like Dr. B would bring you up. Like, oh, Tony, yeah. Tony, like we heard you guys. Name. Let me tell you a secret. Can I tell you a secret? What? Yeah. Don't tell Mama B, but she probably knows this. When I was here, Mama B did podcast. not like me. As soon as I left, she <laughs> loved me. That's crazy. Now explain that. Dr. Explain B. that. Dr. B, you we got have to bring her back. To We're gonna I have got to bring the her text back. messages. Ooh. Now I get I love yous on the phone. <laughs> like, nah, Dr. Mama B, I remember. <laughs> now, Mama B was great, but she just wouldn't let me into her advisory, which was confusing to me. So. Wow. I didn't, I didn't request foul. a formal change. I just wanted to come for the ice cream. But. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. B, don't let her get no ice cream. <laughs> She's like, go to your mom. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. What? Since we're doing the tea, she'll probably not. She'll probably not acknowledge that. She'll think I'm crazy. But at the time, <laughs> that's my friend. I was like, I don't think mom would be like tea. But, you know, as I said, I was an angsty teenager, so who knows? We're going to get a text after this from her. She's going to be like, what were y'all saying? I was like, I wasn't here. No, and I mean, I didn't, like, don't get me wrong. That didn't stop anything. I was over her house every day. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, I was still in her laundry room. (laughs) Doing my laundry. But in my head, I was like, I don't think mom would be like oh my gosh but i i love her to death and she is probably one of the only reasons i got through so she already knows this but thousands of thanks to her um yeah we owe that all to her <laughs> no i'm soft <laughs> she, she done been here for us for too real. yeah yeah dr b i know you're listening we love you and we appreciate you ah we love you it's uh, take 10 seconds to appreciate all of you but with silence for for Baba B and all her effort and hard work. <laughs> you work at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> I do. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> People always ask me like what recruiting I did and what like who did I have on the inside? And like I really just went to handshake. You guys will have handshake when you go to college. And I Googled legal analysts. <laughs> Goldman came up. I, they didn't even require a cover letter. It was just a resume. Probably one of the easiest things I ever applied to. Wow. One click. It was a one click send. It was my senior year. And I, I didn't know if I wanted to go straight through to law school or if I wanted to work. Um, the longer I started asking people, they were like, yeah, you got to take time off because like that's kind of a big trend is to like take time off for law school. Um, so I was just looking for a legal analyst and paralegal. And that's just what I was Googling on, on Handshake. And it was my first interview. Um, like I was probably going between like two different jobs. It was the first one I heard back from like within a week. Like it was just the easiest. I don't want to say it was the easiest job I ever got. <laughs> I don't want to say that. But it was, a, it was a very simple streamlined process. And I locked it in and I was like, all right, great. So like, I remember like first week of October, I had a job. So that made senior year amazing. 
um and thank god because my senior year sucked obviously because of 2020 so yeah all the the only good things I could get like I definitely definitely enjoy it especially in hindsight um but yeah there's there's all these jobs that are like all highfalutin that you think are just like if filled with like the most snobby people or the this or the that and I was actually very surprised at how nice people were at Goldman it's very high pressured it's very like you will work at all hours <laughs> that was never in question but the pay is good and um I've learned a lot so <laughs> yeah no complaints here and I'm, I'm leaving soon so I'm, I'm leaving with a smile and a, a good resume patter so <laughs> No, yeah, I actually wanted to ask you about that because, I mean, you're a black woman doing corporate America. And Mm -hmm. I told you this when we met the other day, but I'm reading um, I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown. And Mm -hmm. uh, she talks about a lot of things, but um, mostly she talks about what it's like to be uh, a black woman navigating like a a white space, specifically like a corporate space. And also the fact that um, her name is Austin. And so people always assume that she's like a white man. Um, Mm. because of her name and I just that that struck me so because I was like damn like and she talks about how her parents gave her that name because they wanted people to respect her off rip Mm. and um, I thought that was amazing but I mean I have no experience in corporate America but that's likely areas like that spaces like that it's probably where I'm headed in my future Mm -hmm. um and so, I mean, I just wanted to ask you, as somebody who's experienced it firsthand, like, what what's that like, or and what, like, advice you have for people who might be, you know, going to that same kind of, going on that same kind of path? Yeah, so, you won't believe this, but you're in training for it right now to PWI. Yeah, yeah. Corporate America is one big PWI. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Wait, Man, I gotta do this shit this. again? <laughs> God, Forever! <laughs> So it like seems like this big different beast, but in many ways it's exactly the same. It's the same microaggressions and it's the same people. That's what that's like one of the biggest things I realized. You are gonna keep meeting the same people in different skin all through life. People are the same. People have always been the same for centuries, for millennia, and nothing new under the sun. (laughs) So it's gonna be the same problems. Like I remember. Um, I I think one thing that really exacerbated like some of the microaggressions and just like the racial stuff that was happening for me personally when I first started was that I started at home because it was 2020. So we weren't in person. We were, I was in the same bedroom right now, (laughs) my childhood bedroom. (laughs) And it was the first time I had lived in my childhood bedroom since I was 14 before I went to, might have been 13 before I went to, to SG. So it had been like almost 10 years. And like, I mean, I'll show you this. I guess I guess the thing won't see it, but this is my nice oh my little God. picture of myself as a child that my mom put on my wall. And like one of the first microaggressions I got at work was I was sitting at my desk over there. So that was kind of like in the background. And someone was like, wow, your hair looked really puffy. And I was like, it took everything. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, and it took everything in me not to be like, yeah, I'm black. Like what kind of now, mind you, my hair is in some two nice little childhood plaits. Like, are y'all okay? Like, there's just <laughs> weird microaggressions like that all the time. And like, I feel like there's a, a really big, like everyone in my program, uh, like started off kind of with the ambitions of going to law school. Like half the people haven't, aren't applying this year and maybe they will in the future. But in the beginning, like a lot of people take this job because they want to go to law school because, you know, you're a legal analyst, yada, yada. And I was studying to take the LSATs for like the third time. And that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> and I had this one, um, this one superior, I guess I'll say. He, he's not internal to Goldman, so Goldman, please don't come for me. <laughs> this is not associated with Goldman. <laughs> yeah, we're not associated. We're just three we, people We're not talking. associated with our association. Exactly. This is just three women three talking. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. This is a a private conversation that was accidentally. It was leaked. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Well, anyway, I was on Spotify. Not me. (laughs) It wasn't me. (laughs) I was really struggling because I I got a pretty decent second LSAT score, but it wasn't like what I thought was going to get me into like the top three. 
which mm-hmm. is like Yale, Harvard, Stanford. Um, so I was at a real dilemma where it's like, okay, do I take the LSAT for the third time, which doesn't look the best, but maybe I'll get a higher score and like, I'll get into these places or do I like let well enough alone? Moral of the story, I should have let well enough alone, but <laughs> that's another problem. Um, but I was talking to this superior of mine who I like confided in and I was like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, okay, like, well, what's your score? I told him my score. And he was like, well, I don't have to tell you that that's a bad score. Like, you're like, I, I know I got a higher score than that. And da 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 da. And like, it was in front of my like co analyst. And what I mean, I was almost like in tears. And that might not seem like a specific like racial microaggression, but it was a white it, man demeaning me in front of my my yeah, co analyst yeah. and basically telling me that I wasn't smart enough. And like, I knew I was smart enough or I used to know I was smart enough. I'm not going to front like law school, put my entire identity like in question. Cause I was like, I'm not good enough. Um, but long story short, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just got into like the number four law school in the country with my bad scores. So not only the score that I thought was well enough, but I did worse the third time and I still <laughs> got it. And I'm still waiting on some higher ones to come back. <laughs> you got to so, give us an update when you decide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will. Um, you guys will hear a scream from Easton. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be carried on the wind. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of moments of kind of like, I'm not good enough or I don't belong or kind of like demeanment. But I don't think that they were indicative to, you know, the company. I think it was just... I think when you get to a certain level especially with older people I, this is really true with older people they just think they're better <laughs> like, they just think they're the best and their way is the only way to do something right. and like of course this person who said my score wasn't good enough who said they got a higher score they didn't go to anywhere near the type of law school in terms of ranking that I'm going to end up going to it so that just goes to show like never ever ever take yourself out of the race never say no to yourself let the world say no to you but never say no to yourself um so yeah the those were the big moments on like a more like personal level I struggle with like my hair I'm like how am I wearing my hair today <laughs> I know I actually think I saw like your, oh, your, your I follow you on Instagram story. I love by the way yeah. I love this is, this is how I went to work today so this is your this little me. your little <laughs> vlogs on your Instagram stories. yes I love it yeah thank you thank i absolutely you. love it or when you talk about your family it's it's uh, <laughs> i follow you i, I follow you yeah I follow you or when you while. be like i'm going on vacation mm-hmm. i'd be like i want to go to i haven't vacation. followed y'all back for legal reasons i haven't <laughs> followed back anyone under 18 i was following mama listen. b's advice okay so i'm not now following you back on purpose all right, all right. put this in your calendar right now on september 15th <laughs> 2022 I- i'm expecting that follow back you could just follow she said year. five years <laughs> she said something about five years yeah, doctor dr b dr b's rule is she doesn't follow you because she don't want to see what you're doing in college i mean i yeah. understand so, that. i understand which that. is valid i don't want dr b to see i don't yeah i don't want dr b don't want to see she don't need to be in atlanta mm-hmm. and don't when you guys go to college block all your teachers <laughs> Like, from your story, at least. Like, have fun. Like, don't be, like, worried about people watching you and all that stuff. Have fun. Um, but, yeah, that's that's corporate America. It's the same, the same-ish, different day. <laughs> Man, I mean, yeah. I guess that kind of maybe eases it a little bit because I've been doing this. For yes, and you so. will continue to do it. You're just going to get better. This is the thing about people of color that, like, white people don't realize. It's like, we know how to survive in your world. That's never been in question. <laughs> we are here right now because we can survive in your world. If people of color couldn't survive with white people, I don't even know how to finish that sentence because <laughs> that's all we've done for centuries to coexist right. peacefully, mind you, beyond peacefully. So, and at this point, successfully. So, I mean, <laughs> you're going to be fine. That, I, I never... <laughs> I worry about white people not coexisting with people of color, but I've never wondered, oh, people of color are going to be able to get along with white people today? Like, that's all we do. <laughs> that's all that's we true. do. That's true. Mostly, like, in our nature. <laughs> yeah. It literally is. Like, those are the people who survived. The people who couldn't get along have already, unfortunately. 
not made the cut. <laughs> they, they didn't make the cut. They didn't make the cut, unfortunately. So yeah. I mean, and we joke about this, but like you're us in a few years. <laughs> yes, embrace well, it. You're you're Carla. I don't I don't know where I'm gonna be at. Yeah, I'm gonna be. And I'm that's gonna, okay. I'm, I'm gonna be exactly where you're at in four years. Amen. I received that for you. I'm still trying <laughs> to figure out how to pay for college. That's okay. Man, I don't that's even know okay. my financial aid situation yet. <laughs> at Me Brown neither. University, if you're listening, I would love <laughs> to know. Hey, Spalman. <laughs> Well, it's crazy. I know. I can't wait, though. And I think that's why I just love talking to you so much, because I feel like you have so much knowledge to impart. I do. And I'm here and I'm an open book and my text message DMs are open. I take a while to respond, but I'll come back. She does. I can attest. <laughs> I will come back around. I haven't responded to Miss Golding yet, who just texted me, but I saw the text. I yeah, love you. And I'm going to get back. I'll let her know because she's on duty in the dorm tonight. I'll let her know. <laughs> yes that was my coach <laughs> wow that's amazing um i mean yeah i think that's pretty much all the you know questions we have you'll probably be back on here at some point in the future oh that? boy when we're of age because we we're not stopping after we graduate oh, oh I wow keep, I, keep, I keep saying this but popping the bubble is just gonna get crazier and crazier <laughs> like i i I don't even know how to explain some of the topics i'm just i'm just there's just on pause right now you know so mm-hmm. someone you know well we'll We'll let you know. We we'll may have to know. block some teachers from listening to this in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm going to just give them a warning. This right. episode is blah, blah, blah. Log out if you're Don't blah, blah, blah. Like, we, we can put it in the description. Right. If you taught us when we were 13 years old, leave. <laughs> this is not the episode. <laughs> this is not for you. Listen at your own risk. Yeah, That's viewer right. discretion is advised. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Well, um, I wanted to say, like, thank you guys for inviting me. And I wanted to... Let the little black girls <laughs> tears. <laughs> As you know, you're gonna make it. You're gonna get to college. Someone's gonna love you. Not you bringing up insecurity. I didn't even know exists. That's yet. a conversation for <laughs> well, the I next mean, episode. Well, I mean, we're gonna be real. If this is high school, and whatever. Like, we can talk about what you guys really care about. Y'all asking me about? <laughs> nah, because that's crazy. <laughs> that's a little sneak peek right there. That's actually crazy. Please, because the way I told Dolly, <laughs> we we had it. We had like an episode at the end of 2020 with our 2020 goals, and then we did one at the end of 2021. And mm-hmm. both years in my goals was find a girlfriend and it has yet to happen, Tony. <laughs> well, this is what I would say. Go, go, go like choose them. Like that, my current boyfriend, I was like, <laughs> it, was, it was actually an SG story. There were SG people involved as our, as our mutual really? acquaintance. Yep. But we were at the club and I was like, why are you staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the line. And it's been- <laughs> That's my line. Stop staring at me. He said he wasn't, but I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know. That's all you need is one good line. (laughs) That's crazy. You know what you wanted. You knew what you wanted, and you got it. Go you. It's okay. We're gonna talk about it. Actually, Mm -hmm. we're gonna. It's a little sneak peek, but we're gonna talk about it. It's gonna happen. (laughs) Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, do you have any advice that you wanna? share before we leave oh boy or or, uh something that i like to ask people who are guests are if you want people to get if just one thing out of this conversation what is that going to be oh boy (laughs) or maybe like two or or maybe two or three this is for me because i usually skip to the end of the episodes when i listen oh i got you i got you so so for the advice was it just on boys or just in life like (laughs) What's the scope? You know what? I'll take I'll take the first one. Okay. The second one. I I will say personally for me, one of if not the best thing I did at SG was avoid men. Like I can't even tell you. Like looking back, and I'm I swear I'm not being like bitter or anything. I'm being so serious because I have friends who did the complete opposite, and I see and we've talked about. We have literally had conversations where they've acknowledged. Of that has differently put them on different paths um and you know me also being like a prefect twice i have seen some things <laughs> these men in high school are not here for you <laughs> they will never be here for you and i guess i mean i don't know the other genders but i assume they're not there for you either <laughs> 
I can't attest to it, but <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> nah, because when you like, said avoid men, I did that by nature. <laughs> assignment already, already. I guess, check. I guess I'm check. failing. Yeah, yep. shoot. Oh, Tony, when we stop recording, I got Ooh. some tea for you. I honestly want to know the tea, but like what you what you don't realize, like, and it's high school. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants attention. Like, I, I get it. That's like a natural urge for everyone. Doesn't matter how old you are. But unless you're asexual, I gotta add all these caveats to make sure I'm still being fixed. <laughs> it's 2022. I know it's 2022, and I gotta get it together. <laughs> but assuming you are not asexual (laughs) like you don't get a degree for graduating with a boyfriend you don't get into a different school because you had you know a boyfriend of three years that's not gonna happen first off you're not gonna have one (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if you'll have one of one i don't know now i will say i i think i know of maybe like two successful relationships from like sg going forward like to today um not in our grade not in our grade not in my grade (laughs) it was it was an intergrade it was intergrade so one person might have been in my grade um but is that what you want (laughs) like you want to no knock on anyone but like who you are in high school is not who you will be in college period is not who you will be post-grad period focus on yourself and improving yourself and like all that don't focus on another person because the time will come for relationships relationships are very important but relationships are a part-time job I don't even know if it's a part-time job it might be a full-time job do you have time to have a full-time job in high school that's all you have to do so that's it (laughs) so you can't participate now you can you can have your little I guess I'm done guys (laughs) then they're not gonna pay you Now you can have your little like you know your little boo thing or whatever for like dances and stuff like that i remember i had so <laughs> many i'm so serious i had so many guy friends and weirdly enough i had a lot of white male guy friends <laughs> the black men were not why are you looking at me carla don't look at me like that <gasps> don't look at me like that carla this is not i have my one i'm not gonna lie i have my one token white male friend liam smith not a you. token white male I, I I did the Uno reverse. I love that for us. I love that for us. I don't know why Carla looking at me like that, but I ain't look at you like nothing. You're making stuff up. <laughs> but yeah, I ha- and those are some of the best friendships I have. We would go to study hall and we would go to the library and I would ask them for like Sadie Hawk stuff and like it was great. And then I moved on. <laughs> and then I went to college unencumbered. <laughs> With my twenty three forty. And I kept pushing because <laughs> when the other people were macking, I was studying. <laughs> and what I will say is, most of like the honor boards and like stuff like like disciplinary things I saw for black girls like around my age, they all had to do with men. Mm-hmm. So just avoid them. Oh, and then I guess like the <laughs> oh yeah, the second advice. Yeah, I guess. I okay, it advice. was me. Um, the 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 thing I would okay advice. Remember that like. Gosh, I hate. I, I'm coming off like a real loner. I had some great friends and some great relationships. But like, you go, you gonna die alone. <laughs> you, can't, you came into this world alone. You gonna leave alone. Is that the advice? Back. Because I, we, I don't. <laughs> is that it? All right, let me cough real quick. <laughs> I've been coughing this whole time. No one report me. I just got tested for COVID. Literally, like nah. before I got here, oh I got God. tested for COVID. I don't know how this it. podcast went from left to right, but that's it right there. However, okay. Okay, advice I would say, yeah, I would say focus on you, focus on your studies. Like you didn't go to high school for anything other than your grades. Period. Um in terms of like if there's anything that that I would say that you get from this, I would say better times are coming. Like if you don't have, if you're not having a great experience right now, go to SDLC, go to ASNI, meet other people, meet the Middletown people. My my little, my little, <laughs> my first kiss <laughs> was one of these little middle school, Middletown boys. <laughs> what? In Nash. I was 17. <laughs> Hey, yo, Middletown boy. Shout out Marquise. <laughs> I 
scene after this. Let's let's get yeah. it. So I'll just say it like don't don't limit yourself to the campus. Don't limit your like <laughs> expectations to this and the current and the now. Like this is temporary. All things pass. Better times are coming. And if you're having a great time, enjoy it. Relish in it. Because some people peak in high school. So if you're peaking and you'll know if you're peaking, like if you're having a great time, enjoy it because it's going down. <laughs> so long story short, like if you're not having a great time, that just means college is going to be a blast. And I know it was for me. Don't rush. Don't rush. Everything in due time. Good advice. Good advice. Amazing advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you thought go, so. Now I got to go reevaluate my life choices. <laughs> no, I really do. Right. Damn. Think so. You got me. You got me over here thinking. It's so a Wednesday Damn. night, and I got to go reflect. No, I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> uh well thank you for being here with us of I, I i told you it would just the time would just fly by it did fly by <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh man that was so much fun yeah we're gonna do this again at some point when we're of age <laughs> okay good good because I, I i can have the conversations with you when you're of age <laughs> i'll need a case Popping the bubble, it has been a great Black History Month. If you didn't pay reparations to your Black people, my DMs are always open 24-7. My Venmo is Carla-Acosta-22. College is looking real <laughs> tough right now, so, you know, a couple a couple grand won't hurt. Um, and the you know. BAC still broke. Yeah, 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 and the BAC still broke. So, you know, all my, all my white allies and all my other allies listening, Black History Month not over. You still got a day after this podcast comes out. So, you know pay up seriously pay For real. up like reparations is a whole other conversation but we're, we're not joking <laughs> we're being I'm, serious. I'm not joking pay up but pay uh, up. real note i hope y'all learned something this month um you know the theme was mental health and wellness hope y'all took care of yourselves i know i did i hope carla did i, I did. hope tony did sometimes and, and- oh, <laughs> she's go. <laughs> it's okay she tried to um yeah we'll be back to regular podcast times which is really not a regular anymore we'll be back when we're back right <laughs> right uh um, carla this is your part i'm tolly i'm carla and i'm tony and that's, and that's on, on black, black history, history month <laughs>